This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, my name is Agile, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon, and I believe you should too. Just go to patreon.com slash genxgrownup. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? Gen X Grown-Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a Welcome back, Gen X Grown-Up Podcast listeners, to this, the Backtrack Edition of the Gen X Grown-Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me, as always, of course, is Mo. Hey, man. Hey, how's it going, John? You know that George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? (laughs) In this episode, you know, when you look at photos from our youth, the dead giveaway of the time they were taken is the iconic way our homes were decorated. Most of those trends have faded away, some have evolved, and still others are just the way we remember them. But in this backtrack, we'll look back at Gen X household decor of the 70s and 80s. And as we were prepping for this, you know, often you'll see these memes, remember the 80s, remember the 80s, and what do they show? <laughs> like neon and crap? That was mid to late 80s. What we're talking yeah. about is like what the boomers gave us, the stuff we grew up with, the, the shag and the wood <laughs> Handling right. and that stuff, you know, it's it's very different than what people think the '80s was. Oh, absolutely. I think uh, it'll be interesting too in this podcast to get the three different perspectives we all have because Mo growing up in the city apartment mm-hmm. and me in the suburbs and John out in the woods. I, I mm-hmm. kind of wonder if some things are going to be similar or some things are going to be different. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to the. I can't wait to go do this one. We did. What did we do a couple of weeks ago? We did the uh, fashion trends. Yep. And kind of springboarding mm-hmm. off of that, we're like, yeah, the fashion trends were smack dab in the middle of this home decor stuff. So just followed pretty naturally. <laughs> So that's what we're doing this time around. Uh, before we get into that, though, uh, it is time for one of my favorite parts of the show, and that's fourth listener email. The fourth listener this time around is Andrew M. Mm, and he writes cool. in with the subject line, big hair. Oh, okay. That's okay. <laughs> is there any more to say or is that, you know? <laughs> no, he, 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 he elaborates. There's more here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Andrew says, greetings. As I left the 80s, I left my hair there as well. Mm. <laughs> and I wasn't upset. My my hair was unruly with many cowlicks that not even a gallon of Aquanet hairspray could tame. Uh, <laughs> Andrew is my brother. Yes. Cowlicks are awful. I still have them and I'm 52 years old, which is why I venture out almost as a fucking skinhead at this point because <laughs> I can't stand those damn cowlicks. Good Lord, I hate them. My barber has told me that I have two cow licks, like at two different places on my head, like which is it's like your hair kind of the way it grows, it spirals a little bit. Yeah. It has that weird and it, it means it goes it in a different flat. direction yeah, than the yeah. other. Yeah, it looks like you got a swirly, but I got two small swirlies on the top of my head. So I just keep it short. <laughs> yeah. I, I just have like nothing but cow licks. So everything is <laughs> just going in different directions. Just, the <laughs> natural state of your hair is cow lick. Now, Mo doesn't have the cow lick problem, do you, Mo? Uh, neither side of 
my heritage has cowlicks, so I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> genetically I didn't have to worry about that. You know, just just <laughs> losing my hair. That's about it. So you had a problem. It wasn't a cowlick problem. Yeah, it wasn't a cowlick problem. Totally <laughs> different problem. That kind of solves the cowlick problem. Losing it does, hair, kind of right? Pretty much itself, takes right? care right. of it. See, you never know. Maybe you got it good and didn't know it. Maybe you you lucked out. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> don't want to go that far. Understand? Yeah, it's either Mo wearing hats or me going as a skinhead depending on which one you think is better or worse hmm i'm gonna let the listener decide i'm not gonna make judgment right. i'm gonna let it go let it go andrew wraps it up by saying thanks for all you do andrew oh nice andrew you are very welcome we certainly appreciate that you you listen and you took the time to write in we love it every time the fourth listener writes in if you would like your email featured here on the show it is drop dead easy just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com read every single email and most of them like andrews will eventually make the show all right we are headed back to the 70s and 80s to check out that home decor right after this when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show, too. It helps more than you know. Folks, do yourself a favor. Before you buy furniture in Houston, come out to Gallery Furniture, 6006 I-45 North between Tidwell and Parker. You'll find the same furniture at Gallery that you saw in the department stores. Name brands like Bassett, Broyhill, and Sealy Posturepedic. Big selection we have, but at Gallery Furniture, we're going to beat any price any day of the week. So get your best price and then come out to 6006 North Freeway. We'll beat their price the same quality and we will save you money. Call today, 694-5570. Up front, I think it's, it, we need to say that this decor, if you like it, I mean, we'll take some credit, but if you don't, we're not going to take the blame because this, the 70s <laughs> yeah, and 80s really stuff, do with it. <laughs> we didn't do it. We inherited yeah. that from our folks, right? We're not four, five, six, seven, eight years old picking wallpaper and carpet and, <laughs> and furniture or anything. But look, it's what we grew up with. It's just like we didn't write Pac-Man, but we grew up playing the hell out of Pac-Man. And so it's part of our DNA now. And so we're basically tackling the whole house. And honestly, I was at a loss for how will we possibly organize everything that we might have in a house. And then George came up with a genius idea that takes us on a perfect tour of a, of a, uh, of a 70s, 80s home. Yeah, well, I was just, it came to me, our podcast, each episode, is kind of like a house that we live in for that hour or so that we record and Ooh, each segment is kind of like a room so why not just take each segment put it on a particular room in the house there are mm. plenty of rooms to choose from especially uh, from the way that we grew up so you know we might as well just follow that motif and go throughout the ones and i think the first one to start with that makes the most sense at least for a lot of families probably is the kitchen yeah that's kind of a central place for a lot of families you know it's the place where yeah. 
the parent who is responsible for the cooking, you know, made all these loving dishes for their family night mm-hmm. in and night out. You know, the kids coming home from school, let me go to the refrigerator and get the snacks and the Kool-Aid in the <laughs> jar and all the stuff. Everybody has their own memory. I would think of the kitchen, whether you had a dining table mm-hmm. in it, or it was just the kitchen itself, or it was open concept, whatever. For me, the thing that I remember most about the kitchen is the phone that was on the wall. <laughs> In oh every God, goddamn yeah. kitchen oh I ever God. saw from the time I was born till probably 86 or 87, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was mounted. If you guys remember, we may have talked about this in some of our old oh, rotary phone yep. episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. that you didn't even own the phone. It was That's owned right. by the phone company. Yep, yep, yep. Had that crazy long cord that would always curl back on itself. <laughs> If you had a teenager in the house, that cord was stretched all the way down the hall to a bedroom, probably 60% of the evening. (laughs) It was usually either beige or avocado. I don't know how avocado ended up as a color in kitchens, but it went from the phone to appliances everywhere. But that's what I remember is the phone (laughs) on the wall. I I just, I can't forget that thing. It's funny because, you know, my dad was very laid back guy, except when it came to that freaking cord. It was like when it got all twisted up, it drove him crazy. And he was either like, you know, holding it upside down, you know, so it spins the other way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, right. Yes. Right. I still do that today. And it was a perfect coil, but somehow you twisted it just right and it turned into those crazy little back switchback knots Mm -hmm. and weird. Mm -hmm. And it would, oh gosh. But I remember stretching that thing. I had the same thing. Ours was like right on the wall between like the passageway from the living room to the kitchen, right there on that wall. And you could stretch it all the way to the other end of the kitchen or the other end of the living room. Or like you said, George, you might tuck like around the corner and it's, you're straining that thing. Like it's almost a straight wire. It's not even coiled <laughs> yeah, anymore. Right? <laughs> How it didn't get ripped out of the wall, I will never know. The best part was like your mother would walk down the hall, not noticing it and get yeah. clotheslined as she was going <laughs> to the bathroom <laughs> at the end of the hall or something. Or the phone would just get like jerked out of your hand because somebody right. would walk over. <laughs> yeah. Your dad got mad. Get off the phone. Come over here. <laughs> it's just the nature of communication back then was it wasn't personal. It was the house phone. And so right. everyone had access to it and it rang. I remember running to answer it. You know, I was like, I want to mm-hmm. do it. I want to do it. I want to be the one that mm-hmm. answers the phone. So you'd haul ass in there to get to that phone. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> and George, you know, you talk about like the color, like that avocado mm-hmm. and that beige. Mm-hmm. That was also like that trend with just like appliances like refrigerators you remember like dope them being mm-hmm. the same and i don't know which came yep. first like i don't know if the phones influenced the appliance colors or did the appliance influence the phone colors or i don't know either but i kind of have a suspicion it might have been the appliances influencing the phone only because i've recently rewatched that thing you do you guys remember that movie yeah, yeah. the tom hanks oh the yeah one yeah one right. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so the main character one of the main characters he's his family owns an appliance store and he's standing there like selling this mother and daughter on the appliances when their song gets played over the radio in one scene and he's like it comes in white off-white avocado <laughs> it's like it's this revelation and that was set in the 50s i think or something like yeah. that so i think appliance colors probably came first <laughs> the color that we had in my house the most that i remember growing up i mean there was a home we had where they were just white which is inoffensive and it's hard to pin what decade that's from but we had there's a certain color of yellow called cornflower that's oh, kind yeah. of a, Ooh, yeah. a I'm with you. muddy yellow a little bit yeah you know, it's like, like a goldie it's like that farmhands color yeah mm-hmm, muddy, yeah. yeah a little mustard to it yeah, yeah. 
I had a lot of those and and they were, uh, what were they, enamel or whatever paint? And so they were tough, but when they got chipped, right, you had that big gouge in there with a little black right. because it was all, they, stainless steel wasn't a thing. You had some enamel paint on your appliances. And typically, if, if you, <laughs> unless you just had hand-me-downs, they probably all match. Like you had a cornflower stove and <laughs> right. a cornflower refrigerator. <laughs> and then when you tried to change, if you changed one, now suddenly you had this rainbow kitchen that you had, oh, wait, cornflower this and avocado that and seafoam green <laughs> this other thing uh but th- those colors you're right they just kind of they just came out of the 70s and that people thought somehow these were the magic five colors that appliances ought to be and the <laughs> the one that makes the most sense that we never saw as a color of any appliance was black because everything not got greasy and dirty in mm-hmm. the damn kitchen as yeah. soon as you started using it why not have black but nope mm-hmm. never had a black it was always nope. white off-white avocado this yellow yep yep <laughs> now talking about the appliances we'll talk a little bit about now all my adult life i have had a electric range, a stove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I wonder you guys now, I live because I grew up in the woods. We had a gas range with a pilot oh, light you? and the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. So basically there's always, there's always a fire burning underneath in the stove, yeah. just a little <laughs> yeah. bit. And my dad smoked and it was not uncommon for him to lift up the gas range like the hood of a car, stick his head down there with a cigarette and use it to light a cigarette and then shut the hood on the, on the yeah. stove. <laughs> my dad would do that, holding it to the burner. Just turn the like burner Because we oh, had electric burner. all the time. So yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, he would yeah. just, the burner would get red hot. He would turn oh, it up yeah. all the way to hell with me burning my hand. He just wanted a <laughs> cigarette lit. <laughs> no, I mean, I uh, grew up in New York. We all had gas appliances also. Oh, did you? Doesn't that seem the most dangerous for an inner city environment? I know. It, I mean, that, it was just yeah. all apartments had gas. Like, That's just how it was. Gas, uh, yeah. Wow. Is that your heat was gas too? Is that why heat you Heat was think? gas also. Yep. Uh, heat was gas so as well. had a supply. I got it. But yeah, it was just funny. Like you said, like one is having that pilot light and then God forbid that pilot light ever went out because then you're just right. in your house oh, with right. like, poisonous gas at that point. But yeah, I still remember like my dad's same thing. Like he would actually turn on the burner and do it, and I'm always like, why didn't he burn himself more often than he should have? But you know. right. you'd think he'd he burn the brim of his hat or his hair or his eyebrows yeah. or something with that. <laughs> but one thing I, I do miss though, like that fine control you had with the gas range. Well, it's instantly hot. You yeah. Could, yeah, but you could turn it down. To, like you get you could get that temperature just where you wanted to. Where electric seems mm. like it has a step, so you gotta you know go in between somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even the electric stove that I have right now, because I've had nothing but electric except for when I moved to California. So I didn't, I had oh. gas when I was 30 and up until we moved back here, but I've had electric my whole life. Some ranges, they had that little, you know, the little dashes on them, one, two, three, four, up to nine. Mm-hmm. But the dial that you would turn, it wasn't, it didn't click into each one of those. It was just mm. a smooth turn, but I never got the sense that it smoothly increase the electric yeah. output. It, no. it felt no. like it was like, okay, low, fucking die. Those yeah. were the two choices <laughs> yeah. on my electric Barely stove. heating your food to burning everything right. that's in the pot, right? Right. right. Well, exactly. At least you can't accidentally... Like if it doesn't light, you're letting gas. Well, you know, the, the gas doesn't have any natural smell. They add the odor to yeah, it. Right. So you could tell if it has a leak and you walk in your house, you're like, what is that? Somebody fart raw eggs in here going rotten or something? No, that's <laughs> that smell of see. the gas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, light a match and look. Don't do that. <laughs> That you guys, it wasn't all of our childhoods, but during our childhoods, like so many cool things in Gen X that we went from analog to digital or traditional to modern. Do you remember first getting a microwave? Yes, 100% mm. I do. Do you? Specifically because of my father. So 
dad had a lot of friends. Dad was one of those hustler guys, as I've talked about on the podcast. And this one guy that he had, I swear this was his name. It's one of the best names. I want to use it in a fictional story someday. His name was Babe Nahum. I Ooh. love this name. The, the guy was like, he was this old kind of wrinkly bent over guy who was a restaurant guy <laughs> for years. Like he had restaurants. Then he went into the restaurant appliance business. Like if a restaurant shut down, he would buy it mm. from them on the cheap and then resell it to the mm-hmm. next restaurant that would open okay. up. Well, our first microwave was one of those restaurant industrial oh my microwaves oh my because God. dad had beat babe out of some poker money or something that babe didn't have. And so babe gave him one of these microwaves, which I think at the time were, it was probably worth 500 or a thousand dollars. They're expensive, you know, in the seventies and it took up one entire counter. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. our kitchen wasn't big, but we had less of it after this microwave. Yeah. It was crazy. I remember my first microwave was a beast. Also, I say mm-hmm. mine. It was my parents' first microwave. And when they first came out, like people didn't really trust them. Yeah. They were like, mm-hmm. oh, it's, oh, well, it's, 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 stand back while it's working. It is you're weird, gonna, right? Don't get too close to it. Because mm-hmm. what do you want to do? You want to look in it and see what it's doing. They're like, get away from it. It's microwaves. It's going to kill you. Like people thought phones would be for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what did you start making? The, the first thing I remember I made, I tried to make in a microwave, and you quickly learn microwaves don't heat like normal stuff, yeah. is I remember making nachos. And the cheese melted oh. great, but the chips turned into little plates of sadness, like cardboard. <laughs> they just get so <laughs> awful. <laughs> You remember getting the first microwave, Mo? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, and like, George, like our kitchen was not big. And then right. the first microwave was just massive. Matter of fact, it didn't even have like one of those turntables in it. Like, oh, no, 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 while. they did you not. Open it, turn it a little bit, yeah. close it, yep. hit start, open that it. That was you know. part of the instructions on the packages yeah. that they started coming out with. Yeah. We bought an aftermarket carousel for our microwave. You wound it up like a toy oh, and right. you put it in those. there and then you That's put the right. food on. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then uh, I remember my grandmother for years was just anti-microwave. She just thought mm-hmm. it was the devil's appliance, you know, because uh, I can't cook right. on a stove. We could reheat food on a stove. <laughs> we got her one and she finally like fell in love with it just because she could heat up her coffee in the morning. <laughs> that right. was like, yeah, right. that's the only thing she ever used it for was like her coffee would get cold. She'd stick it in a microwave. She knew like 20 seconds and it'd be hot again. And she was happy with mm-hmm. it. That was some of the first stuff we did with ours was reheating stuff. Mm-hmm. Dad would use it for, you know, in the morning, like oh, yeah. when the coffee maker sometimes wouldn't work or whatever. I'd heat up your water real quick with that. But I think I remember the first thing was mom had made some spaghetti like a night before or something like that and kept yeah. the leftovers. So the first thing I remember eating out of her microwave was reheated leftovers. Yeah, yeah. That, that was big time. That was the main thing, too. And popcorn even today, came can you even cook in a microwave? Really, reheating is all I ever do is a microwave. Boil water no, and reheat stuff. Yeah, is it ever really I've any never good? Cooked anything, I didn't but... say it was good. You asked, could you do it? There's <laughs> oh, difference. you can. It you just can't ain't cook working. an egg in a microwave. Right. <laughs> like, I can cook on a stove i'm not saying it's going to come out good that's true. all right fair enough it's i would say it's tougher in a microwave because of the mm-hmm. way it eats. that doesn't matter the first thing i really cooked from scratch was uh when they started putting popcorn in the little bags which mm-hmm. i thought was magic it was like jiffy pop you could watch yeah. it pop right the right. bag got bigger and bigger but before that i remember we were a big popcorn family we had one of those air poppers the, oh yeah uh, that was the that was the thing we never had it was that. like a new appliance like you had a toaster you had a can opener you had a blender now you have an air popper and yep. it looks like this this big awning coming over the top mm-hmm. of this little wheel. And you, oh, my brother was adamant. It's like, it has to be Orville Redenbacher brand. That's the only kind he would eat. <laughs> like it was special. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was. Uh, I don't know. But uh, 
You put that in there with a little butter. It always sounded like a jet engine when I was at my friend's house. The thing. Yeah. Do you remember they had that, they had that thing on top where you supposedly could melt butter? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It never worked because it just made a mess. No, it, it worked. made a mess. It oh, worked. really? It just made well, a mess. You no, know, it place. did make a mess, but it also worked. So. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have a microwave. I can melt butter with no trouble. <laughs> I think we were always a Jiffy Pop or a Pan popcorn family for years really? until the microwave yeah. popcorn. Yeah, because I used to. I remember mom with the pan on the stove and the lid, and she would take that pan. She put the kernels in it, put the lid on, and then shaking that thing, scraping it across the stove back and forth, yep. like that, until the kernels would start popping. It was like she had to keep moving them or something. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like the yeah. stirring them. I remember that so much. Like our, the bottom of every pan she had was just scraped to hell and back oh. because yeah, yeah she was <laughs> yeah. always making me popcorn. There's a couple of things. That these are both probably 60s leftover things, but I remember them being in my kitchen. I don't know if this is a common thing. Jello molds. My oh, mom sure. had a ah. ton of jello molds big jello salads yeah. and she had a fondue set Ooh. oh now which you know with the different color forks you know which one's yours apparently um <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i think i saw them take it out once it, maybe uh, maybe that's just my imagination. maybe i saw it on tv and thought it was my parents i don't know but but the jello molds i remember because they every time you went anywhere somebody had a freaking jello mold of something like that's right yeah <laughs> yeah well especially the one that i remember and now i can't even eat them if they're just pure jello there's like there's the one that looks like a like a bunt cake like it's it's got a hole in the yes. middle and it's a mm-hmm. ring right yeah but i remember seeing recipes for this thing oh yeah i kid you not tuna salad in a jello mold uh, what yeah right Oh no, yep. I'm not kidding. That's a thing. They'd put anything in there and it was just just tuna right. suspended in orange jello. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I am, I'm not advocating for it. I'm saying it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. It if happens. it's not on the office and it's not a stapler, it shouldn't be in a fucking jello. That's all there is to it. <laughs> yeah. Jello's designed to be its own thing. I don't need little cubes of fruit or what the hell ever uh, Tupperware was that lady was trying to sell my mother bullshit it just needed to be jello that's it my mother used to take old cool whip containers and those were our jello molds. oh i mean that, that works, works right yeah that'll yeah. work I, I like fruit in mine i'm okay with the fruit but yeah anything yeah. else but but the problem is the the tuna recipe has soured me i don't trust it i don't know what's in there <laughs> Well, they had the one where you could do like a multi-layer jello where like the first layer, you, you put like, I think, milk oh. in it or something. So it came like almost like a cream. And then you put, then you let it set for a while. Then you pour the oh, rest of it on top. Okay. So you had a kind of two level hmm. jello. Right. You mix Cool Whip. You mix Cool Whip in it. That was it. Oh, that sounds good. You mix Cool Whip and then it's all sets. That's one way to empty the, the Cool Whip jar so you can there fill you it with jello. <laughs> I mean, I suppose you could have always done it just with the jello. You could have poured the mold up about halfway, let that set. Right. And mm-hmm. then put the next one in. That's right. You know, yeah, I've done yeah, it. The whole multicolor that was like fancy, but that was yeah, too fancy for my family. But <laughs> <laughs> right. listen, when we get back from the break, we're gonna take a stroll out of the kitchen down the hallway to the living room. Maybe, maybe the biggest culprit of 70s and 80s decor faux pas. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. Because nobody cares like Smith's, you'll find sensational sale prices on furniture, appliances, and electronics Sunday and Monday. Look for this special section in Sunday's paper for hundreds of bargains. For example, this four-cycle GE washer with mini basket is just $3.97. This GE pot scrubber dishwasher is just $3.67. And this deluxe GE refrigerator is just $5.97. You can also buy with no payments and no interest until September. Sunday and Monday only at Smith's Home Furnishings. Because nobody cares like Smith's. Okay, let's continue our trek through our 70s, 80s homes mm-hmm. here. Yep. And let's go to like probably the, the most important of room. The past. That's right. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the, the rooms of yesterday. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the den slash living room. Like we just had a living room. We didn't have like a separate thing. But mm-hmm. right. we did too. Yeah. I remember, and not just my house, but every other house. And it's something I have never seen since, which was the use of orange and green. Everywhere. Oh, that Everywhere. Was enormous. Oh, yeah. And, and sometimes orange and green. Yeah. Like in weird <laughs> and, geometric patterns and stuff. And neither one of them were the natural orange or green. Right. It was no, some no. like chemically induced orange and green yeah. bullshit. Like yeah. burnt mm-hmm. orange or something. Right. Off it was like that. Yeah. Just like the 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 muddy cornflower we talked about in the kitchen, like that muddy orange and a muddy mm-hmm. green. Why would you make any fabric that looks dirty when you make it brand new? It's, <laughs> it's, immediately. Maybe it's so when it gets dirty, you think it's normal. I don't know. But they were and if things weren't orange or green and patterned and crap. I love this tr- trend. I'm sorry it's gone. Wood paneling. I love the look of wood paneling. Well, I'm looking behind you right now, John. And I There's see wood yeah, paneling like here. <laughs> yeah, I put up wood paneling in my studio because I like it so much. Well, let's but let's be honest now. The wood paneling, which you have behind you, is actually vinyl made to look like wood paneling. That wood paneling shh, looks... Shh. Okay, shh. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that looks a million times better than the wood paneling that we got in the 60s and 70s because that resembled wood in no way whatsoever. <laughs> like, it was brown. That was as close as it got to wood. Mm, yeah, I never noticed it back then, but if you've ever been in a... So I grew up most of my young life in a, a mobile home, like a mm-hmm. single wide trailer. Right. And that's all they had. There was no wallpaper. There was... Everything was wood paneling. Yeah. The kitchen had pa- uh, wallpaper maybe or for mic. I don't know. But the point is, it's so dark and oppressive. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine like a wood paneling hallway is just like a hallway to doom. Like, it's just dark. <laughs> and, and if you ever go in a, a comparable sized home... And and the walls are white. You're like, oh, it's so freeing and breathy, and it's so open. It. I never realized that it was such a dark, oppressive thing. But it's the reason I like it is not because of how it's in homes. It's how it was used on everything else on stereos and the sides oh, yeah. of my mother's minivan or side of her station wagon mm-hmm. or on the front of my Atari or anything out there. Like wood grain was almost like an advertising feature. Like, oh, it features lovely wood faux wood grain. Like that was yeah. a selling point. Yeah, yep. my uh, one of my best friends growing up, he. Had had a, actually had lived in a house like way the frick out in Queens. It was way mm-hmm. out there. Okay. But his basement, wood paneling. I mean, it was mm-hmm. like, it was like almost like a staple. Like if you had a basement. Talk about like you had to have the that. area of a serial killer, right? Like yeah. the basement with wood paneling, <laughs> low ceilings. Yeah, and exactly. Like a tiki a single bar. light bulb. You know somebody's dying in that. A tiki bar and a tarp on the floor. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
all the furniture too. And my memory of furniture was mostly, well, instead of fabric, a lot of people would do upholstery and like vinyl uh, furniture in the living room. And look, I grew up in Florida and you sit on a vinyl sofa and you stand up and it's like, as your legs come off the back of it, it's not comfortable. It's hot. It's sweaty. And it, it, it wears poorly and it just and it holds those green colors well. But other than that, oh, I yeah. hated. Yeah, now once in a while, they'd be fabric. But even if they had fabric, like they wouldn't let us enjoy the fabric. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that was, oh my God. This, to this day, if I see this, it gets me angry. Plastic on furniture. It, it, it still yes. angers me to the this day. The plastic covers, yes. right? The plastic it's covers. Ridiculous. Yeah. I remember, I, oh my God, it's like one of my earliest horrible memories is my mom paid a person to come into our house, measure all our furniture and make custom Ugh. plastic covers for our custom. couches and chairs. Wow. <laughs> and it fit perfectly. But okay, one of these, I grew, you know, grew up in New York. We didn't have air conditioning and the summers get freaking hot. Oh right? yeah, it's worse than vinyl. Yeah, and you get to that point where it's like, Shame is out the window. You don't care anymore. You mm. walk around your underwear. Every window's mm. open. Every fan's going. And I remember sitting in the living room watching TV. TV, like, okay, it's time for bed. And you're not wanting to stand up because you knew that you were stuck. You're going to peel that skin. <laughs> yeah. You're going to peel skin. You're, you're like, oh, um, how about I just wait a while or whatever? And then you get up. And it's like every part of your body is sticking to it. And it's like moist. Like you can see like the dew mm. on it from your body. Oh, my God. It was, I hated that. It still gets me upset. <laughs> My grandmother kept an immaculate house. I mean, nice furniture, but she had plastic covers on her furniture. Mm. She had the wood coffee table with the now fused solid bowl of little candies that you couldn't eat just one candy (laughs) out. (laughs) And on top of it, if you want to take the plastic on the furniture, the nth degree, she had runners on the carpet throughout the house. Now that I remember more than, because I never, I didn't even have any friends that had the plastic on the furniture, Mm -hmm. but I had several relatives in Kentucky and here in Florida friends that had that plastic runner over the carpet, like especially the one coming from the door into Mm -hmm. the living area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And (laughs) God help you if like the end of it was turned up and you stepped on those little spikes or something. Exactly. (laughs) It's like a floor mat in your car. It had the little pointy plastic rubbery spikes on the bottom to keep it from slipping around. But then you walked on it. It was like, well, it keeps you from getting mud or dirt or whatever. I'm like, my problem with that is, and the slip covers on the furniture is the same Mm. problem I have with buying a beautiful phone and putting it in an otter case. I'm like, you can't okay, see it, right? yes, it's safe, but you will never enjoy it as it was designed. Yeah. You're just saving it for who you sell it to oh. next. You're never going to enjoy it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got one more plastic furniture anger story. Do to it. Give out. Oh, please. By all because means. <laughs> I remember as a kid coming home one day, my mom's taking the plastic off the furniture. Yay. Ooh. Ooh. I'm like, oh, <laughs> nice. Her reasoning. She's we so have good. special company coming over. Oh my God. <laughs> So she's acknowledging. So special company got the regular. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's a, yeah. She's acknowledging this is bullshit for us. When important exactly. people come over, we'll make it nice. We'll make it nice. And she took it all <laughs> off the furniture. That's the same thing with having the super nice china yeah, yeah. that you never get to use, right? But they only bring it out like when family... <laughs> To this day, my wife still has like these pristine white dishes. And I'm like, let's let's put our corn in. No, that's for special. Motherfucker, if I'm eating, I'm alive. That's a special occasion. Special <laughs> I know. I've never felt like a second class citizen so well, much more in my house before. No, it's just God. for company. And you yeah, probably have like special towels in the bathroom. They're only yeah. for company. Don't only touch those. Keep them dry yeah. for company. Yep. So here's something. Did you have a liquor cabinet in your house? My dad had one. <laughs> my dad just had liquor on the table. Yeah, really? <laughs> no, we had a special special 
like vertical piece of furniture and you opened it up and it had places to put the bottles, had glasses, a glass set mm, in there. So yeah, you boom. have like your different types of glass in there. Yeah. The back of it was a mirror too, for some reason. Right. It oh yeah. It had to be a yep. mirror. I'm not sure why. It looks like more liquor that way. Yeah, maybe it does. <laughs> the bottom like had other, like the shaker cans. And I mean, it was like, right. and it was like a major piece of furniture in our not big mm-hmm. apartment. And it seems weird. Dedicated to liquor, which I thought was just strange. <laughs> and we didn't have the liquor cabinet. We had a, um, at one point, from Babe Nahum again, he got one of those. Uh, <laughs> it was like a piece of furniture that was designed as a, they called it a buffet, but it was mm-hmm. like this long giant piece of wood furniture that in the drawers and the doors that would open on hinges there, that's where you kept all your nice China. Mm-hmm. And then I guess when we had the company over, right. they could take it out, put it on top. And that's where people could scoop up their food. But I remember giant pieces of furniture that were specifically designed for certain tasks in the mm-hmm. living room like you're talking about yep. and truthfully the largest and most important piece of furniture <laughs> in the living room or den if you had one had to be the giant console tv oh. okay, when you say giant how big was the screen <laughs> So <laughs> the screen was probably 14 inches. Right. Ray but it weighed 475 pounds. It abso- if you were lucky, it weighed 475. And we had one of those. It was, you know, straight out of the 40s or 50s. Mm. I remember on the side, it also had the radio tuner yeah. in Ooh, it. Fancy. Yeah. And had the top. And ours lasted... Well, my dad had worked in an appliance TV repair place there for a little while. So he actually knew how to replace those photo tube things that were in the oh. back. He oh, knew all yeah, that, yeah. All that stuff handy. Yeah. So yeah. ours lasted probably until I'm going to say like 81, 82, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then it died. But it was so goddamn big, you couldn't get it back out of the house. So <laughs> what do you do? You get a new TV, plop it right on right top. top That's of your TV console. <laughs> <laughs> The one TV with another one on top because they've gotten a little smaller these days, right? (laughs) I used a bigger screen, but it weighed like a tenth as much. Yeah. (laughs) We had the console TV, the one on the the legs, like the furniture, Mm -hmm. the wood grain TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But the other console that I remember and loved this, and I'm so sad that it's gone, is the big console stereo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that, yeah. That it had to be like six or seven foot long. Yeah. Speakers were built into it. There was storage for records inside. And you pop yep. it open, and it's like a smorgasbord of ways to listen to stuff. Now, this was turntable pre and- before cassettes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you had the turntable, you had the mm-hmm. 45 adapter, eight you had track. an 8-track plug. Yep. Yes, we did. Yeah. I don't think we had any 8-tracks in the house. They were all in the cars, but they had, you could play them. Yeah. My dad had reel to reel. Oh, oh, really? Oh, oh wow. Yeah. I can see that. Wow. But it was so, it, the music was so resonant. I know it wasn't expensive mm-hmm. speakers, but it was just the fact it was built into real hardwood furniture Mm -hmm. and that the whole thing vibrated and it just sounded i remember listening to record after record after record this is back when i only thought country music was music that was all there was and we'd have johnny cash and we'd have conway twitty and dolly parton and kenny rogers and you put those on and they just sounded so Mm -hmm. good most days my mom would just you know when we had that before we got rid of it she would have a stack of lps the machinery would finish one side and drop another record and play a whole other side it it was fancy fancy for me none of that pressed wood shit back then oh no 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 no. right yeah yeah right this is lumber (laughs) and i remember specifically we did have some of our eight tracks in the house Mm. and to this day i'll never forget that we had this one song that i learned 
I still know it to this day. Johnny, don't be a hero. I don't know who sang it. I don't hmm. know when the damn song came out, but some of our music people <laughs> that listen to our podcast sure will yeah. probably write in. Johnny, don't be a hero. It was about this poor guy. Don't be a hero as you're going off to war, Ooh. blah, blah, blah. Then a letter came home. He was dead. Everybody's Ooh. crying. Oh, it's brutal song, like but 40s. I have sang the yeah. shit out of that as an eight-year-old. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, I just sang Purple People Eater. <laughs> but I have to admit, though, it was like, I still remember because my dad had one of those big stereo console things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but the, when you play a record, it was almost like an event. I mean, like, it yeah. was like a ceremony. Oh, yeah. Like, you open the mm-hmm. top, you pull the record out and set it down. You know what I mean? It was like a... It wasn't just like you hit a button and you got music. Like you had to go through steps. Well, and it's not an iPod and a thing in your ears. This is yeah. a thing right. you're sharing with the house. Everyone mm-hmm. has to at least tacitly agree that we're going to listen to music now because this is for right. everyone. Or his dad said so. And- right. Or yeah. dad said so. And therefore we all agree <laughs> explicitly. Right. Right. <laughs> yep. The other thing that I guess came out in the 70s was the whole shag carpet, like the really deep. Ooh, shag, yeah. like not even like today you see it a little bit, but it's not uh, not nearly as long. Like it's like a shorter thing. But mm-hmm. I'm trying like now it's pile carpet. Yeah, now it's like I mean I'm mm-hmm. trying like stuff like you could actually comb. I mean it was like really no, long. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yep. And it got so dirty. Was it ever clean? Could any vacuum I, I, clean I shag how. carpet? It's so far down there. I just didn't understand. It was not only on the floor, but in a lot of homes I remember from then, it was on the damn walls. It was like yeah. wall to wall on the walls. I was expecting it on the ceilings. I expected it to be inside the toilet. I, it was everywhere, this damn shag carpet. People were going nuts. Now, you couldn't pay me to have a home with carpet in anymore. Oh, no. I hate I got carpet. Rid of all the carpet. It's nasty. Yeah. It's dirty. We've still got it in our bedroom only because we bought this giant bedroom furniture set thing that I just can't move enough to get the damn carpet <laughs> to get the carpet up. <laughs> One day they're going to go in, there's going to be no carpet except when they move the furniture. There's going to be carpet underneath right. the just be, <laughs> just need to under your bed. Oh. Now I know where the bed sat. He couldn't move it. <laughs> there's another trend that I remember that, so it's going to sound like I'm trying to be hip, swag lights. Not swag, mm. like the kids call swag, swag, but the actual meaning of swag, which means to drape. So also my grandmother had this wonderful house and it's the first time I ever seen, and now I've seen them everywhere or did back then. Swag lights were the thing where you had this beautiful light fixture, but you'd attach it somewhere in the ceiling where there was no outlet. And so you would weave the extension cord through this decorative chain and put it on a hook. So it had this oh, little, wow. oh, yeah. and then you run it down the yeah. wall and plugged it in. So the extension cord became part of the decoration. You had this little draping chain that had wire in it that you then just plug into the wall. You remember these? I remember seeing them mostly in like garages that had been converted. Because they didn't have any outlets on the ceiling. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, the nice thing about it was you could put a light wherever you wanted it. So you're like, well, uh, I mm-hmm. want them over this corner and this corner rather than I think most homes have like a bulb in the center of the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't a thing back then so much. You didn't have bulbs in, in the ceiling. So this is a way for you to put a light on the ceiling wherever you wanted it, but you could run this goofy chain all throughout the house. It was like a yeah. DIY solution to the chandelier, essentially. Yeah, it was a yeah, it was a make your own chandelier, pretty much. And I thought they were pretty cool, actually. I was sad <laughs> when I didn't have them anymore. So like, it's just another way you can express yourself. Like, what kind of lamp do you have? What shade is it going to be? Silver chain or gold chain, or is it going to be a like a bronze or whatever? You could do all these cool things to kind of add to the decor, and you wanted something that contrasted with the wood paneling. So you got the brighter colors. You know, you had to think about the whole picture when you put it together. All right. So we've been to the kitchen. We've been to the living room. When we get back from the break, we're going to take a pit stop and head down the hall to the bathroom of the 70s and 80s. 
Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at genxgrownup.com. Hi, kids. Edward Barr, Jr., General Manager of Furniture USA. We hear worse stories about you being turned down elsewhere, ordering goods, and it taking five and six times to get delivery right, if at all, and the poor attitude of salespeople in their stores. Well, Furniture USA cares about you. You have security that you will be taken care of when you buy from a leader in the industry. As Furniture USA is, you have my father and myself and over 100 employees to take care of your needs. So come into one of our five Bay Area locations today. You'll be glad you did. Call 805-CREDIT for instant credit. Say habla espanol. Bye, kids. All right, been to the kitchen, been to the living room, time to get a little bit of relief and head into the bathroom. <laughs> We're going to spend as little time in here as possible because there wasn't a lot of note in the bathrooms, but what was there was notable. So notable. for me, yes. the first thing were the countertop materials, which, you know, you're talking about Formica and that weird kind of colorations that you would get mm -hmm. in different people's homes, especially the one that bothered me the most was those goddamn seashell sinks. And that's hard to say. Oh. I hated those things. <laughs> like they're embedded into it, that thing? No, like a, like the sink was in the Oh, in the shape of a shape seashell. Of a oh. seashell. Oh. <laughs> oh, I Like it came out of a gothic things. painting or something, right? Somebody should be and pouring were, wine For some reason, it. those were always pink. I don't know what sea they got <laughs> this shit from. Like yeah, it's coral The cover. Red Sea, maybe, or something. I don't know. Whatever. But I hated those things. Then there were, you know, you had like the ocean foam green kind of oh, sink yeah. tub yeah. combo yeah. thing. Like, like with, a white with tub the was avocado good enough. stove from the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell knows? Right. Is it slightly Ugh. different than the kitchen appliances, but it was like their bathroom colors for some reason. Yes. Mm -hmm. Those greens and the yeah. peaches. Yeah. Now on the counter, the thing that screamed out at me when we were prepping for this was when you're brushing your teeth, I had Dixie cups to rinse out my mouth. Yeah. Dixie cups. These were so cool. So if you don't know Dixie cups, you're a little bit older. Here's the cool. It's just a little paper cup, but they were <laughs> stylized. They might have mm -hmm. Snoopy on them. They might have right. Garfield on them. They might have jokes and stuff on them. The ones I got were the ones that had jokes. And you had the dispenser. <laughs> you peeled off this adhesive and you yeah. stuck it on the wall. <laughs> right. on the wall. <laughs> Crooked, I might point out slightly. <laughs> yeah. And you could reload it and you pulled it just like you were like on the side of a water fountain in an office. You pull down one mm -hmm. paper cup. They were flat bottomed. And the deal with my little joke cups was there's a joke written on the outside, and the bottom was the answer to the joke. So you get a riddle right. and go, like the what do you call it or whatever? Or exactly, yeah. on the bottom. But you get any design you wanted, and I guess they still make them, but yeah. Actually, I, 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 how did I rinse my mouth without a Dixie cup? <laughs> 
when I first made the transition because that's the only way I ever could do it. You you just had a cup on the sink that had I, your yeah. nasty toothbrush mm, residue yeah. left on it, you know, mm. for weeks because you nope. didn't. Uh, for me, I remember their default pattern, which was that 1970s Partridge Family flower design. Oh, yeah. That's what I yep. remember yeah. the most of the yep. Dixie Cups. And they were, mm -hmm. you talk about them being paper, but they were also like heavily coated in wax. Absolutely. And that was the yeah. thing, like, like so much so that if your teeth were a little longer, maybe you were buck tooth or something, you could scrape that wax <laughs> off of the inside of those things when you were using them to mm, get delicious. your water or put your mouthwash in or whatever you used them for. Yeah. Like I, said, I, I, I just jumped to Amazon real quick, just looked up Dixie Cups. They're, they're all just patterns now. There's no more No specialty stuff. No yeah. specialty. Yeah. Well, probably no, not the demand probably for Probably hard to get anymore. the licensing and stuff. Yeah. 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 It's a shame. It's a shame. The, the patterns mm, just look yep. stupid. <laughs> did you ever have any of the cool toothbrushes or toothbrush holders? Oh, I did. I yep. absolutely did. Actually, I had a Snoopy one. It was oh, shaped like a dog house. Wow. It was shaped like a dog house. That was the main one. Yep. Yep. And you, you and your Snoopy, the toothbrush went into the Snoopy head. And you just had to brush your teeth. <laughs> you bailed Snoopy? Yeah, you did. That's, totally. That's kind of grisly. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it got me to brush my teeth. I thought that was cool. And then Woodstock mm. was like, uh, oh, the Woodstock was the thing you put on the end of the toothpaste to roll it, to squeeze oh, out the Oh, that's right. Like a, like a crimper. Yes. Get all that, that out of there. The, the Woodstock uh. on that. Oh, my God. I wish. <laughs> they still make those? I have to look for that. I don't, I don't know, know, but we, I don't know how we didn't put it in the kitchen, but we needed to put in Snoopy ice cone machines. If we Ooh. were going to be talking no, about Snoopy yeah. appliances. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Well, I had to keep that in the garage. I wasn't allowed to have that inside the house. That was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I've got to tell a quick anecdote about toothbrushes. So do you guys remember when they first came out? Toothbrushes were just a plastic stick with bristles. And then yes. in the early 80s, they started doing things with toothbrushes. Right. And I was dying to get this reach toothbrush. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah. The angle. Yeah, the angle exactly. Head. Yes, the angle. Now, yeah. in the commercial. Shaped like a dentist tool. That's right. In the commercial, <laughs> what they do is there's like a guy holding a regular toothbrush. And he pinches it like it's made of soft plastic. He pinches it and he makes it narrow. And he stretches it out mm -hmm. and he bends it. And he shows you how it's different than a regular toothbrush. And I talked to my mom and get me a blue one and I loved it and it was sitting there on my Snoopy thing and I had friends visiting from out of state and they visited and for some reason we were both getting ready in the bathroom we're like oh you got one of those reach toothbrushes I'm like yeah and he's like oh let me see he picks it up and he snaps that shit in half because he thought the commercial wow. was just like what the brush was like you could twist it and shape it or something so oh man he broke my brand new reach toothbrush because he thought the commercial was real he didn't understand special that's like effects. ripping off uh. the cover of your trapper keeper that's some that's some blasphemy yeah. kind that's of get, shit. Just get into a fight stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, it doesn't do that in reality. It's just shaped that way, you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, one thing I'm also very glad has died with that time period. And I don't know if, which to me is just gross. Do you ever see the fuzzy toilet covers? Toilet what a covers? great way to collect germs. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's absorbent. It's it's basically <laughs> shag carpet on your toilet for the shitter. Yeah. <laughs> Made no sense. So for those uh -oh. who can't see, you might see that I'm very despondent looking right now as mm -hmm. Mo brings the subject up. You, you look uh -oh. guilty about something. Oh, no. The, these fucking things haven't died. What? Do you still have a fuzzy toilet cover? Do you have a fuzzy my toilet cover? My wife swears by these oh motherfucking things. Goodness. I hate them. <laughs> How often do you wash so it? so many reasons. Ones that Mo's already enumerated, plus the fact that when you have these damn things on your toilet seat... 
try and get that goddamn toilet seat to stand up while you're peeing as a man. That shit's going to snap your junk off in a heartbeat every damn time. Right when you're in the most vulnerable position. It's like a balancing oh, act. Like, is it going to stay? I think it's going to stay. All right, let me start the stream. Like, whoa, 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 I don't started know. at one point. I was just like, you know what? If this is what she wants, I'm just going to start peeing directly at the toilet seat cover as a backboard and see if I can angle it in like basketball <laughs> to keep it up the ricochet. There. Oh, my, oh my God. God. I hate these things. She still has them in both our toilets in this house to this day. And you're right. It's like shag carpet on my toilet. Oh, my God. I hate these things. Does she think it looks pretty or? I don't know. Oh. Like she color coordinates that shit with the rugs on the floor or something. I don't oh. Okay, oh, I'm going to try man. to make you feel a little bit better here, George. The next thing on mm. our list, also I remember as a trend in the 70s and 80s, are the the soft, squishy toilet seats instead of the hard ones. Oh. Yeah, they're they're I I've seen those in houses I've lived in up until the 90s. Yeah, mm. I've seen those in houses I live in right now. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's. Oh. I mean, it's it's comfy. The, the problem with it is this: is that it, it's like filled with foam, right? And yeah. then it's like a, a soft mm-hmm. vinyl. The problem is the vinyl eventually cracks. Oh God, Ooh. that's right. And so then you sit on the seat, and when you get up, the crack kind of grabs you. <laughs> and it, 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 it might it might nip you a little bit, or it might take a hair with it. You don't know what's going to happen with the crack in this little foam seat. <laughs> It makes Until it, it cracks, it's comfortable. <laughs> but once it cracks, watch out because it's danger zone for mm. your derriere. I, I can testify. So uh, I, I sympathize with you having the fuzzy seats because we have the soft seats too. So yeah, those, those things will cut you. <laughs> they cut will. You. Yeah. I, I have marks. Believe me. I have marks. <laughs> he has a scar to prove it. <laughs> Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on! If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. Some waves in life are more popular than others, like an ocean wave or a stadium wave or just a friendly wave. But when it comes to waterbeds, some people don't like waves. So to give those people more comfort, Big Sur Waterbeds reinvented the waterbed to remove the waves. Now no more jostling in motion. Just firm, even support on our exclusive hibernation series of fiber-filled mattresses that fit any of our waterbed frames. We took the waves out and left the comfort in. Big Sur Waterbeds. We come to the last room we're going to talk about here. Now, I think every every room we've talked about, could you could expand upon or you could go down the hall to your sister's room or whatever. But I wanted to specifically end the show talking about our bedroom in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. because we all had a different experience, but we had some of the same stuff, probably some different stuff, though. Like any room in the house, you were probably also victim of the same kind of the wood paneling, the shag carpet, the orange and green pattern carpets, mm. all that kind of stuff. But there was stuff that we could, because it was our room, we could personalize it and make it more kid-like and more kid-friendly to what our tastes were. Yeah, I mean, Mo might be the exception because I know Mo lived in the small apartment. He probably had like stacks of brothers sleeping on top of each other and <laughs> shit. So 
that might have been like more of a trading game with him and he probably mm. never won because he was the young one but yeah, that's true. what i remember having my own bedroom which was super awesome because not a lot of my friends did I had my own stereo. It wasn't the giant console one like we were talking about in the living room, but mm-hmm. it, it was a nice turntable that was set up on four little very slender legs. And then Ooh, underneath there was like yep. a place for albums. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it had the the adapter that you could play the 45s, which had the larger opening in the middle of the records. And that's what I listened to for a long, long, long time until we moved out of that duplex that we lived in until we moved out on the farm. I listened on that. I had the the super long, curly, stretchy headphone cord oh, that yeah. went from mm-hmm. stereo to my yep. bed so I could lay there in bed and just look up at the ceiling and daydream about cooler shit than I could ever imagine <laughs> having. But that stereo was kind of one of the centers of my bedroom experience. I imagine, really. yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember the first time I encountered waterbeds in homes in oh the 80s. My God. And I thought they were the coolest thing ever. I thought, because look, all my life I had had just a mattress, just a little foam mm-hmm. spring mattress. And we visited my friends who lived down in South Florida, and they were a little well off, a little, little more, you know, had more money than we did by a bit. And for some reason, I was going to take a nap. It was, we weren't staying overnight, but I was tired, whatever, from the drive. Like, you can lay in our, you know, lay in the, the adult's bedroom. And they had, and I laid on that thing, I'm like, what the hell is this thing? <laughs> and it was really cool, I thought. And I wanted one, and I didn't get one until last week. <laughs> no, about <laughs> mm, 93. Two, I finally got a water bag. <laughs> oh, there's probably a, a sale on them at that point, I imagine. <laughs> well, I'd always wanted one. And finally, like I had a job and I was in college and I had an apartment where I had, I could buy furniture and I, I bought one then, but all I learned about it is you got to keep that thing heated, oh, not yeah. hot, yes. but heated because mm-hmm. otherwise it's a heat sink for your body. You will wake up frozen. It is yeah. absolutely, yeah. you don't keep that thing running. And it's so impractical and it's so heavy and it's such a pain to move and refill and empty. And as cool as they were, I heard of people that like putting fish in them. I think that was an urban myth. You can't do that. You kill the fish, yeah. but they were fun to jump up and down on, which we weren't supposed to do. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, I got one in like, I want to say 87 or something okay. like that. And I, I kept it with me up until like the early nineties or so when I started moving out and the one thing you don't want to fool around with when you've got a waterbed is trying to disassemble that some bitch and take it somewhere. Oh, it's not nope. an easy move at all. No, but no. you, I remember living here in Florida, the evaporation factor was real. And so you would have to fill mine up at least probably once every couple of months, you'd have to add more water Top to it, it just because, huh. yeah. Wow. <laughs> I remember the early days of waterbeds before they put the baffles in them. So you get on oh, one yeah. side and the wave would just <laughs> go across flowing. the whole thing. <laughs> That's the kind I had. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, just the big open. Just, yeah. just, it's just a bladder you just put stuff into. Yeah. yeah. If it doesn't have the baffles, don't even think about trying to get amorous in a waterbed. It just it <laughs> won't work out for anybody. It presented some problems. That's what I'll say. <laughs> it definitely did. Especially with the silk sheets. Oh, <laughs> I, I still remember in New York, people like, because waterbeds were a big trend, people getting waterbeds and then actually falling through floors because they didn't realize oh, yeah. like oh, how much weight how they had behind was. them. And right. then they actually had to start putting like restrictions and people like, look, your apartment cannot support a water bed because 
Those ground eat floor only. a lot yeah. of money. Like a <laughs> gallon of water weighs like what, like 15 pounds or some shit? It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And you're and you're, you're probably putting, I don't know, 400 gallons of water in there. I don't know. I've, I have no idea. It's that a, lot. a lot. Well, yeah. think about a 50 gallon drum is like, yeah, probably three or four of those at least to fill one of those up. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So what about maybe this might be when you were a little bit younger, um, but I had them up until like I got that water bed, I think, because I slept in a twin bed. Uh, yeah. Those different bed sheet designs, right? Oh, so, yeah. Like different yep. characters maybe, or mm-hmm. just some generic things like some clowns. And I specifically remember <laughs> uh, the quilts that I had were made for me by an aunt or my grandmother that had little baseball, like 1920s baseball mm. guys on yep. them up and okay. down. There was a catcher and a hitter and a pitcher. Yep. And I, I maybe that's what influenced me to want to play baseball, but I had those <laughs> things from when I was a little child up until I was probably 13 or 14. I love it. I still have the quilts to this day i just don't have a bed small enough to put them on but Did those you? things were awesome i loved them i had no surprise i had pac-man sheets awesome oh, but i didn't sense. have the pac-man like entire set for your room i had corvette drapes and comforter oh, so okay they were just they, it reminds me of your baseball guys it was just like just like a, a pattern of lots of like there's a corvette mm-hmm. logo and a couple shots of little cars little stingrays and stuff mm-hmm. and it was on just a plain blue background and i had my drapes or curtains or whatever in my room matched this big quilt that I had. And then you pulled the quilt back and it's Pac-Man inside, like a Pac-Man burrito inside. <laughs> Cause you could personalize it. That was the cool thing you could. And yep. sheets back then had all, they still do for twin, at least all kinds of designs of current yeah. pop culture stuff. Right. Yeah. I still remember ours. Like my mom would start buying like the character ones. Then after a time, it's like you had this hodgepodge of sheets. Like, you know, I have a right. Disney fitted sheet <laughs> oh, yeah. with a Superman <laughs> top sheet with a pillowcase that has rocket ships on it. (laughs) Mix and match. What about a phone? Did you guys know we had the phone in the kitchen, the living room, of course. Did you guys Mm -hmm. ever have a phone in your room or your own phone? Not not until I could afford one myself. I didn't get a phone in my room until I was like 15 or so. Right around the time when I got the Commodore 64 computer, that's when I had... And you needed a phone I think like I got a phone the year before that, Mm -hmm. maybe. What about you, Mo? I mean, we had a phone, but it was all like not separate line though you know it was just like an extension, an extension oh you had your right. own extension yeah. i see yeah right but it was but it was like the standard i forget what they called princess something that just sits on top of the mm-hmm. you know the old big the clamshell yeah. kind of phone yep, yeah. yep exactly and that's all yeah. we had we never really had it was touchstone eventually which was nice yeah right <laughs> they started off with the dials in the middle yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. i was very lucky i think it was mostly when my dad was driving on long haul truck driving and sometimes my mom would go with him and i would stay with my grandmother the one that had the immaculate house and the runners right and uh, it was when i was staying with her that i got my first my own phone my own phone line mm. it was well before computers this is atari 2600 era there's no need for a phone line other than talk to people. And I think it wasn't so much, here's something nice for John. I think it was, my grandmother was sick of me taking calls on her phone. Okay. Because <laughs> mm. I talked to my friends all the time and she's like, get off the phone, get off the phone. And so one Christmas, they surprised Somebody me. Somebody might be calling. It was a yeah. wrapped phone, but they had had the guy come run the line before Christmas and it was a surprise that I now had my own phone. But I never had any of the fancy phones, like the, you know, what are the, the Mickey Mouse that you can hang yeah. up on his arm or anything like that. They were popular. The football phone, Sports Illustrated. Used to give I you. wanted that Garfield phone. Yep, if we have. 
Oh, I wanted the Garfield phone still to this day. I want the Garfield phone. Never had the Garfield phone. <laughs> I, it won't work on anything I have. Cause I don't have a landline. I just want the fucking Garfield phone. <laughs> Cause you would, you would lift the phone out of his back, right? It's like part of his yep. back. And you, yeah, I remember that one. Yep. That one and Mo just talked about the sports illustrated mm-hmm. football phone. Mm-hmm. We yep. subscribed. You got one. I remember yeah, it was like- I, we subscribed and we just never got the football phone. Yeah. Ah. Sad. What about, so for me, the other big part of my room, I had the bed, I had the stereo, and in between those two, I had this giant office metal work desk. Did you guys have a hmm. desk in your bedroom at all? Yeah, I did. I had a giant metal one that my dad got from an old office thing. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it yep. was massive. I don't know how he got it in the house. <laughs> yep. That's like my dad got his from like, or the one that he gave to me, it was from one of the convenience stores that he had managed. And I guess he just stole that shit in the middle of the night or something. I don't know. But <laughs> it ended up in my bedroom. Those metal metal drawers that mm-hmm. would slide out and they had the dent in the front of them. Always had a dent. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> yep. And the top of it was either slate or glass, depending upon which one you had. And I had the other thing that I loved a lot in my bedroom was my television in the corner of the desk. And I had it angled in such a way that it could face me while I was laying in the bed. Cause mm. I didn't have a lot of room in there, but yeah. I, I yeah. made use of every inch that I had in there. I felt very lucky because I didn't have a big behemoth of a desk. I don't know where it came from. But I loved that I had a school desk at home in my room. Like with a chair attached, can't you? Like the flip top? The chair attached, the lift up thing. You can reach under under your yeah. butt, the books thing down there. <laughs> I just thought it was so cool. I don't think I would have wanted that. You didn't want it? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Like, I wanted the Gallagher one that he drove around the stage. That <laughs> no. <comedian. laughs> but I, I thought it was so cool because there's things you can't do to a desk at school, like put wacky package stickers on and write mm-hmm. on and stuff like this. But this was mine. So I could sticker it up however I wanted to, and I could draw on it, and I could do all those things. I don't wear, maybe my dad probably got it at a, you know, a thrift store or a junkyard or something, but I loved having that kind of desk. I thought it was neat. (laughs) Yeah. I just remember the fact that I think when we were young, we never got purpose kids room desks in our rooms. Like like nobody could go to Kmart or whatever big box store back then and buy a desk for their kid. It was whatever hodgepodge thing your parents could find on the side of the road somewhere. <laughs> I, I know I had a friend who had cinder blocks with a piece of wood across them, and that was their desk. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've seen that. This is definitely gone now. People don't do it anymore because it's dumb. But in our house, we had, do you know what popcorn ceilings are? You're familiar oh, with yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So we had these things in the house. And the problem was, if you're a kid, you like to play and you like to bounce things off the walls. And sometimes they Mm -hmm. bounce off the ceiling. And those popcorn ceilings tell on you because there'll be little evidence of things that fell off the ceiling. (laughs) They spray that crap on there. Like they they have an air gun that has these little beads of foam and glue. And they just go like paint. But as the glue dries over time, all it takes is just just a mouse to fart near it and it falls off the ceiling onto the carpet. And I'd be in deep yep. shit every time my grandmother would come go and go, you've been throwing <laughs> things at the ceiling again. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm lying. There's evidence right there. It's clear. <laughs> it didn't just magically fall. Gee, why is your stuffed animal full of these little things too? Oh, I guess because I was throwing them at the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad those are gone. Yeah. As far as like decorations though, do you guys have any things like lava lamps or any of those like very no, but God, I still want one. I Just like one. the goddamn Garfield phone. I want oh, really? one now. Did you have a lava lamp, Mo? I had a lava lamp. Oh. You lucky bastard. One thing is that lava lamps, once they get amazingly hot. 
They like, do. Yeah. Really? Like crazy hot. Because they have to melt that wax thing so it mm-hmm. does the lava action stuff. I wonder stuff. if that's been fixed now. I wonder if they have a different way of doing them now. They, they probably have some new <laughs> materials they could use now that maybe right. they were. Right. Well, you can't do an LED lava lamp because it's not going to heat anything. <laughs> right. At all. <laughs> it's got to be. Maybe it has a heating element and LED light now. Yeah. yeah. I wanted one. Like I had a neighbor that had one. And I remember I, I would visit and I would just sit like it was TV and go, wow, yes, look at it doing mm-hmm. stuff. But I never owned one. I wished it's I did. It's like trance inducing. I love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I did not have a lava lamp. Still want one to this day. But I'll tell you what I did damn well have, especially by, by the time I turned 12, maybe 13, celebrity posters oh, all yeah. over my wall. Yeah. On my door, Heather Thomas in yeah. a pink bikini. Oh, yep. hell. That would, oh my God. Do you not see that that much anymore? No, now my kids have fucking anime shit all over their rooms. <laughs> That's what they have. But celebrity posters, Heather Thomas in the pink bikini with, she's pulling up the one little hip string mm-hmm. a little, little bit. String, little string. Oh, yeah. Heather Locklear, uh, Farrah Fawcett in the brown bathing suit with the feathers on it. You notice <laughs> the trend. Yeah, as those I'm are burned into my memory. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't have, you know, like whatever his name was with Kit. I didn't have that guy on my wall. No, no. no it was. <laughs> well, why? Mm. And, they, and they didn't have any purchase posters even because you get magazines and magazines are smart enough to go. Magazines, oh, well, yeah. You can rip a poster out of there and sometimes it'd be like two pages right or like mm-hmm. a centerfold but not nude right so they'd fold right. out a magazine i remember i got dynamite magazine still love it i'm still collecting those to this day oh yeah and they would have the fold out yeah. posters now they have creases in them but it'd be maybe it's a 3d poster or it's a poster mm-hmm. of king kong or whatever i'd slap those up on my walls because oh yeah i got a poster it had to be something i loved it's like a poster in my room yay it's my own personal <laughs> thing so um i didn't have one of these things but i definitely remember some friends having them which is the bead doorways Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I remember them over the adult section at the video rental place. <laughs> they were there, too. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> I was convinced they were there because they made noise. Is that why they were yeah. there? Because you could I see it They them. had to be. Yeah, because you oh. had to move and go jingle, 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 so you know oh. somebody was going in huh. and would draw attention, right? It was embarrassment is what it was for. Let me tell you, when I visited someone's house that had a beaded... Uh-huh doorway, I would practice my stealth techniques to see if I could get through it without making noise <laughs> so I could use that when I went to the video store. It, it never really panned out. They're too noisy. You have to go slow. <laughs> yeah. Is that the secret? When I visited friends who had them, it was like, every time you walked through them, though, it was almost like it had to be an event. Like, you couldn't just walk through them. Right? You had to put your <laughs> fingers through first and spread them apart as you walk through well, you or something. To, like you're walking in a saloon, you're an old cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> because if you, didn't, if you didn't do the finger-hand separation technique, they were under your armpit you get hanged by two or three of them. They're dragging across your, they're tearing your glasses off your face. Oh my God. I just remember what a pain they were if you were carrying anything or if you had like, they were just a pain in the butt. It was just, this is a bad idea. If you were sadist, you could just put little fish hooks on it. There's people walk through. (laughs) They had to be really important for parents who had kids that would go out and get drunk and come home without them knowing because then you catch the kid as he's going and stumbling into his bedroom. I'm fine. They're not going (laughs) to All that no. <laughs> it was always like an uncle or an aunt that I knew would have those. We never had the beaded doorways, mm. but when you see them, you're like, oh, how cool. I wish. And I now I thank my parents for not putting a beaded doorway in our house. But back then I thought I wanted to feel one. like an uncle or an aunt thing. Isn't it? Yeah. And it's that uncle, right? The, you know the one I mean. <laughs> Everyone yeah. has one of those uncles. <laughs> It's crazy Uncle Bill. And he's it was. It was my Uncle Bill. How'd you know his name? Yes, it was. 
Okay. One more thing that I want to talk about in our bedroom that was very personal to me. And I think not only is it novel to being a kid, but it's novel to a Gen X era kid because I don't see anybody have these anymore unless you're just a toddler and your parents do it for you. I had a toy chest. Yeah, I had one too. Mm. A great big vinyl covered box. Again, I could put my own stickers all over it. But that's where my toys belong, mm-hmm. right? Toys weren't decorations. Toys weren't all on a shelf. They weren't collectible. They were hidden, right? You had to put them so you could hide right. them. <laughs> when you're done playing, you throw your toys in there. Yep. The only deviation from that was Lego. I was allowed to build something with Lego and leave it on a shelf or put all my Legos in a separate box in the closet. But otherwise, all yeah. toys, when you're done playing, go in this chest. And playtime is the excitement of, well, let's open open the chest and start digging through it, pulling out all these toys. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you go to the bottom like, I haven't seen that forever. I wondered where that boot went. You you dig it through (laughs) and all your stuff is there. It's your own little chest of everything that brings you joy in this box. I loved having a toy chest. Mine was an old Foot Locker um, that yeah, my sure. dad had. That yep. you know, and again, I could throw any. I was like, I could put any stickers I wanted to on it. I could draw on mm-hmm. it. I could do anything I wanted to with that thing. That was it. Was okay. That was like my thing to do whatever heck I wanted to. If it got to a point where toys didn't fit in it anymore, then my dad's like, "Oh, time to go through your toys. Get rid of toys. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> you gotta get rid of something because oh, you gotta no. make room." For me, mine was an old black metal, not really a Foot Locker. It was bigger than that, but I remember distinctly, and the reason why I remember is because we had this toy chest up until this year when we sold my parents' old house. Oh, it was still mm. in part of the storage building wow. over there, but it was black and the pe- the black paint was flecking off of it, so it was <laughs> the rust metal underneath. Two handles on the front of it like you could carry this fucking behemoth anywhere. It was, <laughs> there was no way that was happening. For decoration. I, oh, I had all of my favorite toys, my Curious George doll, my uh, electronic little owl calculator thing that I had all the toys that I had <laughs> race cars all and the race cars were the worst because those sons of bitches would find their way down into the bottom, the very bottom. always yeah. always with the G.I. Joe boots too yeah and you'd lose one for six years and oh yeah <laughs> I loved my toy box it was awesome it was dangerous and it was fun and every once in a while you got to empty it and you find that puzzle piece that you just couldn't find three <laughs> weeks ago <laughs> Oh, okay. We've made it through our home of the 70s, 80s, run through all of these memorable things. I don't hate any of them. You know, we talked last time about fashion trends. I'm not embarrassed or ashamed of any of this. Even the beaded curtains. I think that's cool. I don't want them in my house right now, but I'm not ashamed that we had them. Is there anything <laughs> on this list that any of you are like, like you hate that it oh, existed? The, the covered toilet seats. I just can't. Covered toilet seats. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> you might have a point there. All right. Maybe there's a couple things. There's not a lot. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this has been a blast. This is uh, so much fun. I, I had no idea what we we're going to get into with this backtrack. This has been great. Fourth listener, write in. Let us know what yeah. we missed. What things were in your 70s or 80s home growing up that is emblematic of the that era that we forgot about. We'd love to hear from you. Before we leave, I need to thank another brand new supporter over on Patreon. Oh, this sweet. is another Marcus. Marcus another A. Marcus. Has some, which, mm. We have Marcus's coming out of our ears. Thank you, Marcus A. <laughs> Marcus enjoys what we do, wanted to support us doing it, headed over to patreon.com slash genxgrownup and pledged a regular monthly amount to go to us to help make sure we pay the bills, keep the lights on, and keep on producing this show and the stuff on YouTube and the podcast and everything that we do. Marcus, thank you so much 
for that. You probably know this already. You're joining an amazing roster of people that are so generous and so kind. We see them all the time over on Discord. They're so supportive. Great bunch of people, and we're happy to welcome you into the fold. And while we're on the topic of patrons, we are still going forward with our $1 patron challenge. If you're already a patron member of Gen X Grown Up, mm-hmm. I am challenging you to go find three more one dollar patrons to help boost that support that we need to make this thing our full-time job mm-hmm. i am trying to do it myself i have not had a lot of success on hoping <laughs> some of you out there will <laughs> but we definitely want to see those people coming into that patreon fold that would be amazing it's a great it would be cool. great idea george and i i hope you will take us up on the challenge that'd be awesome listener if you would like to join marcus and everyone else it is so easy just head over to genxgrownup.com slash patreon for as little as a dollar a month you can do exactly what marcus did and help us keep going that's going to wrap it up for this backtrack edition of the show don't worry we have another one coming in two weeks and next week is the standard edition of our show until then i am john george thank you so much for being here yes sir mo you know i appreciate you always fun then fourth listener it's you though we all appreciate most of all we cannot wait to talk to you again next time bye-bye see you guys take care everybody Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. I found these little, um, like a little six pack of can candy at Five Below. Yeah. They're like, uh, I don't know, they're like this big, but they're fizzy candy. Like if Pop Rocks was about a third as powerful, you know, so just <laughs> okay. kind of just sizzles a little on your tongue, but doesn't crackle and pop, you know, like a Rice crispy. I think we should all try them while we're recording the podcast, just to see how they fuck up with yourself. <laughs> see if they make noises. <laughs> Well, Andrew, you are thank you. You are thank you. <laughs> you are belong to us. <laughs> you are all your base. Yes. Yeah. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.